This is your uh, premiere podcast for all things sports, 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 lifestyle, etc., etc. Um, I just want to get started first um, about the report that Kevin Stefanski is coming back as offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, this dropped uh, earlier today, and it is... Um, it's kind of surprising. This guy's been with us for um, over 15 years. This will be the 16th year he's been with us. And we want to keep him around. And we want to keep him as our offensive coordinator. You know, quarterback coach, now offensive coordinator. He's interviewed uh, for a number of positions, most notably the um, head job over with the Browns. Um, and for some reason, they just uh, decided to to move with somebody else and uh, we latched onto him which I think I think our window was closing uh, pretty quickly as to uh, you know who who's Zimmer gonna choose um, you know four coordinators and whatever the same amount of years nearly um, and pretty soon people are gonna just go you know hey maybe it's not all these offensive coordinators maybe it's Zimmer and maybe his time will have to come to an end we're not gonna be keeping Everson Griffith Griffin excuse me um, and we're not going to have enough money for Barr. Uh, he's not putting up the right numbers. He's not doing what we need him to do um, for the amount of money that is owed to him at this point in his career. So it's kind of a tough, uh, excuse me, a tough situation to be in right now. The next thing, obviously, um, with the Vikings, then, is the Zimmer talk. Um, where do we want to see ourselves? in these next you know two to three years so we've got Kurt, excuse me Kirk Cousins on a uh, three-year deal we're on year two um, it doesn't make sense for us to throw this money away um, I think our defense is something that can be um, you know trained up as far as the young guys uh, coming in right now uh, but there's a lot of um, things that need to happen on the offense uh, most importantly the offensive line um, we're really struggling we see um, who's the kid out uh, I think it's Dallas or um, I can't think of it now but he's basically this uh, first-year guard um, and he's putting up you know insane numbers and doing insanely well as far as keeping their quarterback safe uh, or excuse me it's the Colts isn't it he's keeping he's keeping luck safe um, this year and <laughs> the Colts are just a whole nother machine right now going you know nine and one in their last ten and then um, 
you know, the score doesn't really reflect it, but basically steamrolling in their last wildcard playoff game. I mean, that's just... <laughs> Nobody thought he'd be coming back looking that good, and I think that this time of year is a good time to hop on that bandwagon. Uh, if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan looking for uh, something to something to cheer for, something to have a little skin in the game, I think that they're a really good bet uh, moving forward. But anyway, coming back to the Vikings, we are we're not in a great place, right? Uh, we just came off a barely over 500 season. Uh, we have a quarterback which we'd overpaid. And, you know, obviously, obviously, Cousin, Cousins was an investment. He is the better quarterback, um, much better uh, than uh, Keenum. And Keenum came here as a backup guy, didn't really expect much out of him, maybe just kind of salvage a little bit of a season and um, the right things happened and the right uh, cards fell into place and we ended up you know nfc title game and unfortunately losing that but um you know we we as a team made the decision um to move away from him and let him go and he had a very bad season in denver he looked horrible but i think he looked horrible for the same you know reasons why he would look horrible anywhere um he didn't have a lot of targets around him he didn't have a lot of pieces in place uh, he didn't feel comfortable you know you uh, and yet we get this robot back um, as cousins, and you know he just looks perfect. He's got the pristine smile. He's got everything working for him. But um, you know you could tell that he was getting kind of wigged out in the last half of the year. He didn't want to throw the ball. Um, he was afraid of being picked off. He was afraid of these turnovers. And yes, you're gonna you're high. You have high turnovers. You're gonna have turnovers, and it's just one of those things that you kind of eat with a uh, you know. The quarterback right you, if you have so much uh, you know it's like with anybody uh, if you have enough positive uh, results or if you have enough um, you know things that look like they're going well or they are going well you can kind of you know take everybody at their workplace has these kind of people you know they're very productive but you know maybe they show up late five minutes or you know the way that they speak to you sometimes isn't how you'd like well you just kind of take these things um, for that net gain and and cousins was so afraid of that, you know, those hindrances that he wasn't able to play how he wanted. Um, and then the additional argument to that is, yeah, he wasn't able to play how he wanted, but he also obviously didn't have the right tools in front of him. He had the right tools um, to the side. We have Kyle Rudolph, right? Amazing tight end. I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame guy, um, you know, being biased, of course, I think he should be. He's a great guy. He's put up great numbers. And he's done great things with us. Um, and then we have the you know two wide receiver duo of Diggs and Thielen. Shout out to Thielen, my alma mater of Minnesota State. Uh, but we have these guys who, you know. Are, are great targets and for the first half of the season we see Thielen going over 100 yards for whatever it was eight games in a row breaking the record for most consecutive games to start a season I don't know I think he ended one short of total consecutive games but regardless just really great and then he fell off I think one game he had you know maybe 20 yards um, and and it's like what's 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 changed well this is all kind of argumented points to draft and offensive line we've talked about the colts guy the colts guard whose name again escapes me um and now we see you know we've 
picked up, uh, I believe his name is Holton Hill, you know, the corner that's kind of, uh, you know, taken over for, um, I live in the hood so you can hear the sirens, this is wonderful, um, you know, who's kind of taken over for some injured, um, you know, some of our guys, um, and whoever that, you know, meaty running back is, I forget his name now, I'm, I'm sorry, I haven't done my research, but, um, you know, this is very much a casual fans podcast. It's more so uh, for the f- for the fun of it. We'll uh, we'll have fun, um, but but regardless, the these guys they need to make decisions that say, okay, we made an investment, right? Uh, you know, most of the people at my generation we had. Um, wow, that is a siren, isn't it? That's. For those of you who know many uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, I am in Uptown. It's not the uh, not the greatest. Anyway, um, we made an investment. So, so those of us who are from my generation, these you know twenty somethings, um, a lot of us had braces, right? So we went to the orthodontist and we got braces and we put them on. Our parents spent thousands and thousands of dollars on poor technology back then, but it worked. Um, and that would be like us getting braces, and then we never wore our retainer. Well, you know, some of us didn't wear our retainers, but we never wore our retainers, or we never brushed properly. And, you know, this is kind of a weird analogy, but basically, you know, we've we've made this large investment, yet we're not willing to do the easy, cheaper things to let that investment really pay dividends. Okay, so I don't I don't know who it, who it falls on. I don't know if it's you know, ownership, I don't think so, that's more of a Timberwolves problem, um, you know, uh, is it, uh, you know, GM, yes, is it head coach, maybe, is it offensive coordinator, no, he's gone, Filippo's sitting on a couch somewhere counting his bucks, so I don't know, what is it, um, it's a number of things, and it's not just one thing, and it's never just going to be solved easily, but it's fun to kind of, um, think about as as possibilities um you know as as to what these next couple years with cousins is going to look like i mean i am very much of the party that says okay so case keenum was kind of a run gun pray and spray hope for the best right you know offensive line collapse and he could run out and make something of it um and and, and cousins can't do that and i'm not so sure keenum had the right uh what's the word not posture but kind of the 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 sense to stay in the pocket and if we did invest in a good o-line right uh what would that have looked like uh like a joy Bettino, you know or you know some of these guards that are just you know uh, frank ragnall that's a guy i went to high school with who's on the detroit lions he's kind of getting beat up this year but you know if we would have drafted these offensive linemen right drafted or purchased offensive linemen shifted our money around we we we, uh were able to shift around 84 million over three years why couldn't we have shifted around you know maybe 10 million of that um to add to our you know incentives for coming to minnesota to play for us right we're a 13 and 3 team come play with us okay you know maybe take a pay kit uh pay excuse me pay hit here or there but hey we're next we're next up right come play with us and i think that's compelling and i think that's kind of what we told cousins but he is not he's just one man on a team and it it wasn't enough and it's easy to blame him but it just it just wasn't enough so that's kind of where we're sitting on that 
currently. Um, I think that that kind of does it for Vikings talk, at least what I wanted to talk about. Biggest thing, Kevin Stefanski back with us for another, at least another year. I didn't see the details of it. It's probably, you know, a two, three-year deal, but in all things sports, 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 um, <laughs> a guy could sign a four-year deal and be gone on the first week. Brad Childress, um, did you guys see that? Um, Atlanta, is it Atlanta, the AAF? Um, the dude got a job, a four-year gig, right? And within a month, he said, you know, <laughs> sorry, guys, which, uh, you know, things happen. And uh, I really, you know, don't tell any of my drunken Scotty friends this, but I really, really, really would have loved to see Mike McCarthy come here um, and be our offensive coordinator. And I know that's kind of a odd take, and those of you who, you know, don't really ever say I lived in Wisconsin for a year so I've got a little blood in there but um, you know that would have been fun it just would have been fun you know Rogers and him really didn't get along it sounded like over the last years and you know just a little dig at them right if we could have beat them both times little uh, what's his name Cody Packy right Oh, that's the Bears kicker that really did it. Get Robbie Gold back, right? He's doing great things out west. Anyway, we're going to take a break, um, and we'll be back here in a little bit. All right, we're back. We are back. Um, okay, the the last thing, the second half, the majority second half of this. Um, <coughs> goodness, this is what happens when you work in... Uh, Biomed. Um, the second thing I wanted to to talk about was the Timberwolves. Um, this organization has gone under, I think, probably near the highest amount of changes um, this season. There could be some arguments for um, possibly, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's us. You know, maybe the Sixers, maybe the Lakers. Um, you know, I don't really pay attention to those null teams like the Wizards or the, you know, Hawks or stuff like that. But, you know, I would say we're damn near top of that list. Um, and that is because of, you know, the major things. Um, obviously, the Butler trade. Obviously, Tom Thibodeau um, being fired. And. Uh, you know, a couple of big guys who don't really know their place, but um, I just want to briefly, um, you know, all these topics have been exhaustively spoken about, but I just want to kind of sprinkle in my two cents here, and it's not new opinions, and it's just me talking, but um, this is what I think. So, uh, number one, Butler trade best thing we could have done um, to get rid of him. Um, I think the, uh, you know, problem was Thibodeau right so he came here he did what he said he would but he didn't do it really that nice i mean not that you know results are always best or you know shrewd businessmen right always get results but um you know it wasn't uh, it didn't really rub any of the other players the right way which you know if you're getting paid that much and if you're doing that much you don't really want to care about how you're rubbed you know whatever but um it's like you know, we have these very sensitive players. It's my generation. So, you know, Cat, you know, is very sad. And Wiggins, I don't think I've ever seen him smile except for, you know, forcibly. But, um, you know, 
Butler didn't do great things. Um, he was hurt. He was a really good defensive player. You know, obviously helped on offense, but he self-destructed. Um, he blew up the Bulls. He blew up the Timberwolves, and now he's going to blow up the 76ers. If you look at what's going on over there, um, within the first week he had issues, and now he's questioning... Um, what's that you know the coach's name who has like the very striking name i forget his name now but um you know he's he's absolutely doing not great things um and i don't think ben simmons has made a jump shot yet this year i think he just made his first the other day you know so butler doesn't like that um you know and now uh big guy Embiid isn't getting the ball enough and he's not scoring the way that he he usually is used to and it's like why would you get rid of a great defensive player and one of a very good, you know, guard slash forward in Saric. I mean, it's like, come on. What team? I mean, I know we had to give him away, right? He's going to be worth nothing to us. He was going to walk. He wasn't going to stay with our team. Um, we had to get what we wanted, but we got really good players. We got the better half of that deal, guys. We really did. I don't care who you ask. Um, we got the better half, um, short and long term. You know, we went on a run right away after that trade happened. Um, this year is, you know, it's done. Josh Akogi is, you know, wonderful but sporadic. He needs to really hone it in once i see some more out of him um you know and see sarge start and taj become kind of more of a sixth man you know to kind of train right do the coaching thing um then i'll i'll have a little bit more faith um so that's the first thing butler trade second is tom thibodeau um like i said earlier he came in here um to do something and he did it but he didn't do it the way that i think fans wanted him to do it we're minnesota nice here and you don't come and you don't scream at everybody. Um, nobody liked him. Players didn't really like him. Um, obviously. Uh, fans didn't really like him. They're not putting asses in those seats. Um, and that's okay, but, you know, we kind of we come to expect something. And my computer is going all over the place, so I, hopefully this audio isn't super choppy, but... Um, yeah, I really pray this audio isn't choppy. Um, I'm gonna, give me, give me, give me, uh, give me a second here. Okay, so the audio is fine. Uh, we're fine, we're fine. It just went nuts, but the audio sounds wonderful. Anyway, what was I talking about? Um, yeah, Thibodeau, um, he had to go. I don't really want to go more than that. He had to go. He wasn't nice. Um, he wasn't going to be the right long-term solution. Um, but the interesting thing about him is now what happens to Derek Rose? Okay. Um, my opinion of Rose is very high. I grew up watching, you know, it was it was him right back in the early um, teen thousands. Um it was him. He was great. Uh, he didn't have dreads. Um, he still had his knees. You know, now he's got nothing but uh, probably bone on bone happening in there. And he was amazing. And now he's playing like almost like he was before, but he can't pass. Okay. Um, when he's on the court, he is on the court. It's just him. He doesn't do that great a job of passing. He's putting up numbers, um, you know, like he should be. But he can't really pass, and that's a little bit concerning. Um, but, you know, I digress. That's okay. Um, yeah. 
Derrick Rose. What are we going to do with him? We signed him to a minimum last year. Uh, you know, partially through the season. Now he's playing great for us this year, but he's kind of hurt. His years are limited. I think he's in his 30s now. Um, and he's, you know, hasn't proven that he can stay healthy. But, you know, the numbers that he's putting up and the kind of player that he is um, constitutes a little bit more money. And I don't know if we have that since we signed a max to Wiggins, who's, he's young. <laughs> Just keep telling yourselves that, folks. He's young. He's got a ways to develop. I don't know if he will. We shall see, but uh, people wiser than me think he does. But do you think Derrick Rose wants to stay here now that the only reason why he came here is gone? You know, he's not a cold-weather kid. I mean, he grew up in Chicago, but maybe he's a cold-weather kid. Is he? I don't know. I'll let you guys think about that. Is he going to stay with us long-term? I, I just can't see it happening. We don't have the money, um, and he doesn't want to be here, especially now that Tibbs is gone. Um which brings up Tibbs, right? Gone. Ryan Saunders. I don't know anything about the kid. Great that it's Flip's son. Um, we never had a great team. I know Flip was a great guy, did a lot for the community, but basketball-wise, you know, we never really had, excuse me, a great team. Um, so I don't know. Chauncey Billups, maybe, long-term solution. Probably not. Um, you know, maybe we stick with Ryan. Um... I don't know. Head coaching. That's just, uh, you know, maybe it's the players. Maybe it's the players. Maybe it's Andrew Wiggins who called, uh, what's his name, a bad word. Uh-oh. Liberal police. Everybody relax. Okay, guys. Things slip. People say stuff. They apologize. It's done. Don't dig into it more than that. If you do, <laughs> you're the problem. Um, I think the biggest thing I want to talk about, though, and this isn't a hot take, and I think it's been something that's been brought up a long time, and one of the major problems is it's it's Glenn. It's Glenn Taylor. It's Glenn Taylor. He's the problem, guys. He bought the team for $90 million. With inflation and all that, he could sell it for a billion. You're 77, dude. Take your money. You've done your damnedest, but we need a full rebrand, top down, okay? This guy is micromanaging, you know, he's not Jerry Jones bad, but this guy is, you know, hiring guys, making, you know, financial decisions. You know, the rebrand is great. I love how, you know, all the new Wolves stuff looks, uh, but it's not enough. And I think it starts with Glenn, um, you know. He, he's got some issues. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. He's not he's not uh, impermeable, and he's got a little bit. He's a, you know, if you Google Glenn Taylor, American billionaire businessman, right? This guy's a billionaire, and he bought it for ninety million dollars. This guy could feed all of Africa thirty times over. You know, but he's holding our team back. He's not as bad. Like I said, he's not as bad as Jerry Jones. He's not as bad as that, you know, Italian mobster out at, in New York with the Knicks. But he's, he's, uh, you know, he's got to go. He he really does. We need a new, uh, a new guy, and I don't know what that looks like. I know people have thought, you know, hey KG, come buy the team or come run the team, but Kevin doesn't want to do that. You could just tell. I mean, he's a great guy too, 
probably a good coach, but he, yes, that's not his. That's not his gig. We need a billionaire super fan, is what we need, and we need a guy who can put people in position to make the right decisions around him. It's not always the fact that he needs to get the right, make the right uh, decisions, but he needs to make the right decisions as to who's running the show, and it and it ain't Tibbs. But anyway, um, 24 minutes in, I want to thank you guys all for tuning into the first weekly, hopefully, podcast. Um, kind of gonna do these now as I can, kind of a transition point right now. But, um, yeah, let me know what you think. I don't know if there's comments. <laughs> I don't know how this works, but if you find it interesting, you know, shoot me an email, write me a letter, do something like that. I'm gonna see if I can't, you know, quit slobbering all over my mic. But I, you know, you get to talking and you don't have a glass of water, so you're kind of tired. But anyway. Thank you guys. This is Minnesota Naive. Um, maybe we'll talk a little lifestyle stuff. Maybe we'll talk about how Columbia and North Face and Uptown are gone and now it's just dying because of things that I can't say, otherwise I'll get fined. So anyway, have a great night um, and we'll see you later. Peace.